I'm Dr. Fiona Lovely, and this is the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. I'm taking the taboos of menopause and perimenopause and bringing light to the dark. No bullshit, no shame. It's time for us to gain a new paradigm in female health, out with the old and in with the new, and I'm bringing fresh perspectives from someone in the arena. I've been practicing women's health for nearly 20 years, and I'm spilling the tea and what it means to live at midlife, knowing that the best is yet to come. I'm sharing my Gen X approach to living through this transition, sassy, a bit sweary, and always honest. Tactical tips and instantly usable information is my aim. I hope to make you laugh and that you learn something new that helps you embrace the change. Together, we bring power to the Perry. Onward to the podcast. Our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it every day in the morning to break my fast. It makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, that I'm covering my nutritional bases. This simple daily habit allows me to cover those nutritional bases no matter what the day brings. Oh my gosh, because we never know what the day is going to bring. AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health, replacing your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash Fiona Lovely. That's drinkag1.com slash Fiona Lovely. You can find the link in the show notes. Check it out. Hello, this is Dr. Fiona Lovely and the Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast. How's everybody doing? Feels like it's been a long time since I recorded a cast. I think it's been about six weeks, but um, depending on when you're listening to this, it may not have seemed like it was long at all. (laughs) Anyways, I think it's high time that we talk about brain health for women. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, as it is one of my uh, practice specialties, is working with women, sorry, working with brain health issues, and uh, a lot of those patients are women, and um, so it's a topic of uh, great concern to me um, because I have family members that have either had or have neurodegenerative issues, And um, my grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and um, my mother has dementia. And, um, you know, this is an issue for a a lot of women. And there's a lot of us that are looking at our family histories and wondering, is this our fate too? So I thought, you know what, it's time to talk about it. There's so much scary information out there about what can happen when brain health goes wrong. But I'm here to say it doesn't need to be scary. Let's look at it together. We can talk about function instead of disease. 
and we can talk about what it means to have a healthy brain at any age. Because for me, as I said, this is personal. And what I'm going to talk about now are the things that I have used, researched, and used for my own brain health because my family members didn't have access to this information. And so if I can help you um, feel less afraid or empower you to take care of your health now at perimenopause, then I'd like to I'd like to try. I'd sure like to do that. So recently I gave a talk uh, through my clinic um, on brain health for women. And that webinar is actually available as a recording. And I'm going to tell you at the end of this podcast how you can watch that recording too. So stay tuned. Now remember, I'm going to give you some statistics first. I'm going to give you some bits of information that may frighten you. And I want you to know, don't worry, I'm here with you. We're going through this together. And at the end, I think you will feel like you are uh, empowered with the information to act in a way that's safe and healthy for you. So let's go there. So a woman's symptoms at menopause and perimenopause include both body and brain, but often the brain symptoms get ignored. Now, the problem with that is we have a window at perimenopause when our hormones begin to change that is um, sort of allows us to see how our brain will age with us. So if you are finding that you are having the symptoms of, let's say, forgetfulness, uh, brain fog, low energy, low mood, depression, anxiety, insomnia, this is a sign potentially that neurodegeneration is, um, is beginning for you. Okay, so don't be frightened by that. Um, it's me and it's a whole lot of other people too. And I know the pandemic shut down last year in 2020. Really, uh, I think the stress of it sort of launched me into a place where I realized just how um, how many of those symptoms I was having and I just didn't feel comfortable with it. I needed to, to do something about it. So um, once you start to get those symptoms there are some very uh, critical pieces you need to look at. Now, I'm going to talk about Alzheimer's and dementia here because they are worst case scenario, okay? Um, But understand that when I refer to those, I am also referring to neurodegeneration, which can come in many different forms. So women's health, for the most part, in the allopathic medicine system is what some are calling bikini medicine. And that is taking care of all the bits that hide under the bikini. So the reproductive system, vagina, vulva, and uh, breast tissue. And that's pretty much it. And that's just plain insane. Um, So we need to be asking better questions of our healthcare providers and essentially demanding that they look at other pieces and parts of us, not just the stuff that's underneath the kini, so to speak. So research is showing that the hormonal changes of perimenopause can act as a trigger for certain conditions like cognitive decline, heart disease, dementia, and Alzheimer's. But it's the time to recognize that those symptoms 
are there and to correct them. We need to begin to look at brain symptoms like heart problems. We find it and we fix it. There's a bit of a culture right now that says, you know, that there isn't anything that can be done about brain health issues. And I'm here here to tell you that's very, very rarely the case. There's a few things that just are, um, you know, nasty business and there's little that can be done, but it's not within the scope of what we're talking about today. We're talking about how you assess and uh, um, uh, mediate Uh, your risk for Alzheimer's and dementia, especially if you've got it in the family. Because here's the thing, you see your aunties, you see your your grandmother, perhaps um, your parents, and you're going, oh my God, is that me too? And then we refuse to look because it's scary. And um, I'm telling you that looking at it allows you to do something about it. Again, think about it like heart problems. Once you find it, you can fix it. And that's a big deal. We can really get there. So brain health issues associated with aging are primarily a female problem. Okay, so here's the statistics. One out of, uh, sorry, two out of three Alzheimer's patients are women. Women are primarily the caregivers of Alzheimer's patients, which is a full-time highly emotional job. And I know there's some of you listening right now who are caring for a loved one who is sick or have cared for or have witnessed uh, your mother, perhaps your grandmother, taking care of your aunties, taking care of a family member with health, uh, brain health issues. And I'm here to say you're heroes and you need to make sure you're taking good care of yourself um, because quite often it's the caregivers that go down before the person that's being uh, caregiven for. So don't forget yourself and all of that and reach out for help if you can. I know here in, in Calgary, in Canada, we can reach out to the Alzheimer's Association, the Parkinson's Association, and they have all kinds of free resources to share. Um, I know for us, uh, the Parkinson's Association has been very helpful with our family. So don't hesitate to reach out. You are not alone. You're not the only one going through this. So um, again, this is the caregivers I'm talking to. Get yourself some support. So a 45-year-old woman has a 1 in 5 chance of Alzheimer's disease. And a woman in her 60s is twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's and breast cancer. And what's interesting is that we hear a great deal more about breast cancer and breast cancer prevention. There's a whole industry around it than we ever do about Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's is scary as hell and nobody wants to look at it. So, um, you know, in in the world of um, traditional medicine, there has been a, a sort of a whole scale failure of finding a pharmaceutical that will help with Alzheimer's and dementia simply because these diseases are these conditions have are multi-causal, meaning there's many things that bring the brain to that place. 
And to think that a, uh, a singular uh, therapy would work just doesn't really make sense. So um, we have to look at it from a functional point of view. And I'll say it's never too late to care for your brain. So even if you're having these symptoms, all you should think about it is like the the light that comes on the dashboard in your car and you go, okay, I got to take it to the dealership and see what the problem is. So get it diagnosed so we can... We can correct it. Excuse me. So there's essentially eight areas that you want to look at for brain health. This is what I call the brain health matrix. It's part of the webinar that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. Make sure you watch it because each of these topics I dive into, um, I'm going to give you a real overview here so that you can start to get introduced to the idea of what's going on. So the eight areas to look at are food is number one. So That means what you eat, and it means when you eat it. So we're looking at what are the nutrients plus how is blood sugar being managed by the way you're eating. And finally, there are time-restricted eating, which means essentially intermittent fasting. So there's a lot of reasons why intermittent fasting is such an important part of brain health for women. Um... Again, I talk about it at length in the webinar, so I'm going to refer to that or or defer to that so you can take a look there. But understand, for me, that's the single best thing I can do. When my brain starts to feel foggy or fuzzy, I just make sure I tighten up my fasting. So it's so powerful, and it is not nearly as scary as it sounds. So you really just have to try it. And, you know, do it easily. Say, I'm just not going to eat anything for 12 hours. And that means no f- no food for sure, but no fruit-flavored drinks, even if they're sugar-free. Um, anything fruit-flavored on the palate will cause a release of insulin, which breaks the fast. So no, nothing in your coffee. You can have black tea. You can have green tea. I th- in fact, I think I might need to have some right now. Because <laughs> mm, I'm in my fasting window. Um <clears throat> And, um, and uh, like nothing, you can have black coffee as well, just nothing in the coffee. Okay, number two is the, of the eight areas of the brain health matrix is stress management and sleep hygiene, which I've talked about um, at length here in the podcast. There's several episodes that you can refer to that will give you more information on those two subjects. Number three, hormones. So I talked about those symptoms of neurodegeneration and Many of them can be caused by a thyroid out of whack. And heck, you don't even need to be in perimenopause for that to be the case. Thyroid disease has just become so, so common. So that is sort of the place I recommend women look first if they know there's a thyroid issue in the family or you've had a thyroid issue previously. But also the dance of estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, and DHEA, those are big ones. Um, gut health, uh, is number four. Um, again, the importance of the gut working well, uh, is, is critical here because the gut is essentially brain tissue separated by a few feet. So, um, you want to make sure that your gut is working well, your microbiome is healthy intended to, etc. Number five, infections, inflammation, and toxins. So basically this part of the brain health matrix talks about 
looking at the things that can be sinister and hidden within the system that cause you to have brain or neuroinflammation, which is a big part of your risk for brain issues. And so you need to get some testing around this and uh, working with a brain health expert can tell you exactly which of the infections, which of the toxins you're looking for. Um, One of the big ones that I'm seeing a ton of right now is uh, mycotoxin or mold. So this affects a lot of people. It's kind of a big deal. Okay, number six is genetics. So this is in reference to the APOE genes. There's the APOE3 and the APOE4. Those are the ones that are uh, relevant for your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. And there are things you can do to help um, sort of reduce that risk no matter what your genetic profile is. Remember, as I've said before, um, genetics loads the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger. So you can have things in your genetics that never get expressed because you simply never allow the environment to turn those genes on. Okay, number seven, heart health. So the vascular health or the health of the blood system is a really important part of how healthy your brain is. Obviously, if your brain can't get its nutrients via the blood supply, then you're in trouble. It's pretty much as simple as that. Peace of mind and purpose is the last of the pieces of the brain health matrix. And, you know, spiritual health is such an important part of a woman's health. And we've talked about it so, so often here on the podcast. But what I want to say is it's so important for you to have the deliberate uh, pursuit of pleasure in your life. And uh, this is a really important thing for women, and it's something we've essentially convinced ourselves out of. And we get about the business of busy mint and forget to pursue pleasure. And, you know, I've talked a lot about busyness and um, how we equate that with worth as women. And I know this year, this last year has changed that because so many of the things we kept ourselves busy with are no longer available. So I want to know, I want to hear from you. If you're one of those women that's found yourself with free time, how have you handled it? Handled it? Have you handled it well spiritually, psychologically? Have you just filled it with other things? Have you managed to clean out your basement or organize your closets? Um, You know, how are your kids handling the fact that they've got extra time now? So so I'm curious. Uh, Reach out to me, certainly. I'd love to hear from you. So those are the eight areas to look at for uh, overall brain health. And, you know, as I've said to you, this doesn't need to be scary. We can look at the function just like we look at the function of the heart rather than wait for heart disease to show up or wait for brain disease to show up. And there's so many things we can do to, um, to help um, not have those scary symptoms that we've seen in our family members and friends. And, you know, I just want to take a moment to remind you that you are perfectly all right now. And despite what we've just talked about, There's nothing to fix. You literally are right where you are in this space and time exactly as you were supposed to be. Everything is all right and there's nothing to fix. But if I can share information with you and we can look at function together in a non-frightening way, 
and optimize your brain health so that one day, years and years and years from now, you can go out sharp as a tack <laughs> and just say, nah, I think I'm ready for my dancer's body yet. now. Next. <laughs> or is that just me? <laughs> okay. This journey to a healthy brain is personal. And as I said, my family didn't have access to this information, so I'm going to be certain it's available to you. And I want you to realize that in the absence of symptoms and you thinking about your family history and what you saw in your family members, if you are frightened from what you think about when you see them in your mind's eye, I just want to remind you that's only a thought. You are not sick. And you're just creating a bunch of stress by thinking, could this be me? And stress creates neuroinflammation. So it's one of those ways that the body just kind of goes about creating whatever it is that you're thinking about. So I want to support you in sharing loving information on function, not disease, but on function and anti-aging tactics for brain health for women at any age. I think that's so, so important. And I encourage you to stop scaring the shit out of yourself by your thinking. Because in this present moment, right now, as you think about your breath and you focus on your breath and you look at your surroundings and you realize you are safe and healthy, there is nothing more to worry about. All I'm doing is just sharing information to empower you. So as I've said, I recently hosted a webinar where I discuss brain health for women in detail, and you can get that recording now if you go to, hey, I'm on Instagram. Have I told you guys yet? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dr. Fiona Lovely, one word, so Dr. Fiona Lovely, <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, in the bio uh, will be the link to the webinar. Sorry, a little bit more of my green tea. I got a frog in my throat tonight. Um, so go to my bio on uh, Instagram and you'll be able to click on the link there and get the webinar recording on brain health at Dr. Fiona Lovely. I will also post it on the Facebook page, which is at Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast on Facebook. And I'll also place it in the show notes on um on Apple Music. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you'll be able to to link through there. So it's been my great pleasure to share this with you tonight, and I hope there's something helpful here for you. We need to stop the culture of fear around brain disease, and we have to embrace the fact that women's health is brain health. Brain health is women's health. This is really important, and and stop scaring the shit out of ourselves with our thinking about it, and I get it because I've done it too. Okay, until next time, I thank you for listening, and I hope to see you uh, on the webinar soon enough. Take care. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition.
As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.